You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What up, Chiefs fans? Welcome into another edition of the Kingdom Rewind. I am your host, Sean Dixon. And joining with me today is not just Chad Goforth, but uh, our buddies Steve and Jimmy Nelson, they have they have decided to come on full time with us for the Kingdom Rewind. Yeah. Guys, yes, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. What up? Hi, guys. Yeah. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby hands over there. This is <laughs> ba- little Chad baby, baby hands. <laughs> no, we uh, you know this is something that we had been wanting to to work in for a while. Um, we had you guys on for a couple of the Super Bowl shows, and, and we just loved how, how we all meshed together, and it worked real well. So proud to announce that you guys are now full-time employees, and you get paid the same as we do. Yeah! All right. Awesome. I can't wait for that signing bonus. Just, just what I needed. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a no-trade clause, too. But, oh, uh <laughs> So, so on today's show, since this, this is the first show that we're going to, the four of us are going to get together and 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 have the first inaugural show of, of all four of us being on full time. We thought it'd be a good idea to go through like our favorite moments as Chiefs fans because the four of us have all been diehard Chiefs fans our whole lives, and so we're gonna we're gonna touch on some things that in our in our Chiefs fandom and different moments and different you know highlights and pain points and stuff, but. Uh, you know, but you know, before we get going, um, Chad, I know you got some uh, random facts for me, so why don't you hit him with those? Random factoids from the morning. Your nostrils work one at a time. The longest wedding bell was the same length as sixty-three and a half football fields. Kids ask 300 questions a day. A dozen bodies were once found in Benjamin Franklin's basement. Napoleon was once attacked by a thousand rabbits. On this day, March 16th, in 1690, French King Louis XIV sends troops to Ireland. Very bad idea. They were met by 69 angry redheads throwing potatoes. The French did what they did best, and they ran away. In 1971, Muddy Waters won his first Grammy Award. John Lennon and Oko Ono were served with deportation papers in 1972. Thanks, Trump. In 91, seven members of Reba McIntyre's band were killed in a plane crash. Reba was not on the plane. In 94, Tony Harding pleads guilty to felony attack on Nancy Kerrigan with a statement, you ain't cheating, you ain't winning. I would like to wish a happy birthday to the manliest person I know. This guy right here was raised by blue tick hounds after a horrible car accident killing both his parents. The blue tick hounds pulled him out of the car and raised him as one of their own cubs. This man's man once held his grandson and his friend at gunpoint at 3 o'clock in the morning. He held the gun on an extra five minutes after finding out it really was his grandson. What's more manlier than racing at 81 Speedway and being a fisherman up in Alaska? I'll tell you what's more manlier. A bear trying to steal his hunting, so he shoots the bear and kills it. One shot, one kill. And you don't think that's manly? He once got in a fight with a whole beehive. Came out untouched, unstung, and killed all the bees. Being raised by blue tick hounds gave him the ability to pull cops over and to tell them that they're going too fast. Not with a siren, but with his mouth and his howl. You're going too fast. Slow down, he would say. Moore, Oklahoma got its name from this uncircumcised man's great-great-great-grandpa. He was so manly. How manly was he? 
He was so manly, he didn't back down from anybody. He once got in a bar fight up in Kansas City. He was outnumbered, but that didn't stop him. He knocked them all out, and he went as far as even biting one guy in the nose. He said that he bit down so hard, he didn't stop biting until he tasted blood. Comes to find out that it was a Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman that he was fighting. Besides being the manliest man I know, he's probably one of the greatest guys I know. If you do anything for you, he's a sweet guy. But if you piss him off and he starts biting your tongue, you know you're in trouble. Get out of there, run fast. So I'd like to say again, happy birthday, Grandpa. I hope you have a great day. Now I leave you with this question. Where do birds go to die? Because I have never seen a bird die of natural causes. And those are the random factoids from the moment! Back to you, Sean. Happy birthday, Grandpa. What the hell? Yep. Happy what birthday, the hell Grandpa. Was that, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> That uh, that was that was very enlightening. Um, I uh, I learned a lot in that. I did. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot of information to take in. <laughs> it did. I'm still processing. I'm not, we have to go to commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is an NFL show, so we do uh, we do some NFL facts. Some uh, uh, we do this day in NFL history, and on this day in 1956, NFL line. Hall of Fame NFL linebacker Clay Matthews was born. So happy birthday to Clay Matthews. And on this day in 1988, the NFL St. Louis Cardinals officially moved to Phoenix to where they are now the Arizona Cardinals. So, Hey, Sean, you just sit there. You, you bash me every week saying this is an NFL show. I dropped down some NFL facts. My grandpa got in a fight with a whole bunch of Kansas City Chiefs football players up in Kansas City. NFL, baby. I, I, I caught that part. N- NFL related. I would like to know who, who it was. Do we I know would who too, the players because were? It was probably Bobby Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I just, I just heard the story not too long ago, so I had to throw it in since we do a podcast about Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> you should That's have your fair. grandpa on an interview. Huh? Oh, that would be fun. That'd, that'd be a good show. <laughs> He'd do the whole show in his underwear. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with that. But this is an NFL show again, not about a show by my grandpa. So go ahead, Sean. But yo, you're right, Chad. This is an NFL show, and it's a Chiefs history show. And one of the things we wanted, and the first thing we wanted to do was talk about our history as fans with the chiefs. And that's, that's exactly what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to go through just some, some moments in, in chiefs history. We'll go through some questions uh, just to hear everybody's input on, on how, how their chiefs fandom started and, and things they enjoyed, things they didn't like. So Steve, I'll kick it off with you. What moment in chiefs history determined that you were a diehard fan? Well, I am like getting where it older. First started. I'm not as old as you, but I am getting up there in age. So the earliest that I can really pin it, pin it down is uh, probably September 22nd, 1996, where my brother and I attended our very first Chiefs game at Arrowhead Stadium, where the Chiefs played the Broncos. We won by three, and I saw my first fist fight. And I also Good ran times. face first into some cheerleaders' boobies in my face. And I was in fifth grade, and it was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That oh, is that is it. how it started. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot for a fifth grader. Uh, <laughs> but, I should have seen how proud but, my dad was. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, Jimmy, let's go. Same question to you. It'd be the same answer. I mean, that was, you know, first time we got to experience Arrowhead Stadium and the, the crowd and it was a divisional game. It was, I mean, it was epic. And then Steve-O ran into the, into the cheerleaders and that was even more epic. That was, so I, I, have mean, one I just question wish for I was you, the one Jimmy. ran into the cheerleaders. What's that? Never mind. You answer my, you answer my question. I'll tell you, were you a little bit jealous? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can hear oh, the jealousy good. in your voice. That's that's good. That's a good memory. That's that's cool. I've never been to I've never been to a Chiefs game with one of my brothers. So that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of neat neat thing to have that you guys have together. Uh, Chad, what about you? You know, I don't know what year it was or how old I was because I'm not that educated. But all I know is I was young and working on a tree farm, hurdling cows or hurdling trees. I'm sorry, you know, rounding up those trees. Um, during, we all had to do it during football season. So me and my brothers would go outside and, you know, round up some trees, uh, you know, do straight cowboy, you know, farm stuff. But my mom would always be inside yelling at the TV, going, run, 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 go. We're like, what the heck? So I went in there to check on her one day and I was like, oh, she's watching football, you know, as Kansas City on the, on the screen. But I was like, and she's like, oh, you like this? You want to stay and watch this? I'm like, Hmm, do I go outside and work? No, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to pretend like I'm a Chiefs fan and watch this Kansas City, you know, play. And it's like, hmm, this is just great. But what I could say, I could finally, you know, like I played the system a little bit. My brothers are outside working. I was right there with my mama watching, you know, football. But I would have to say, like when I became like, holy crap, I'm a fan. I can't remember what year it was, but my mom was a travel agency and or a tra- travel agent. And she booked a whole like bus to go up there and we tailgated and I brought a buddy of mine. It was back. I don't know what year it was, but we went up there. We said we were playing Denver too. And we sat at the very tip top of Arrowhead stadium and it was snowing out that game. And I remember watching, you know, I met some cheerleaders that time too. Cause we had a special tailgate. They came out and danced for us. Uh, I said just for me, but I was hiding in the corner cause I was a shy kid, but we're up there, me and my buddy, we're up at the very top seats. And I don't know if you ever sit up there. There's two seats at the very top of the Arrowhead Stadium. And it's sitting there snowing, it's cold. I'm like, hey, let's move down to the second level. So we we snuck away from the group, moved down to the second level. And then we're like, oh, here, there's some where the opposite team runs in and out. So we go all the way down there, four rows from there, and we're sitting right there where the tunnel is. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs come back and win it. And I remember Denver running out. And um, I believe it was Ed McCaffrey. Someone yelled his name and goes, Ed, Ed McCaffrey. Ooh. He turned up and looked and someone dumped a full beer on top of his head. And I was like, uh, oh my yes. gosh, this is, this is the funniest thing ever. That is awesome. And so, of course, me not, I mean, that's when I was like, oh, I love Arrowhead. I'm a fan. But I was trying to like, you know, touch you know football players. So one of the Denver players. He reached his helmet up and touched me in the hand with his helmet. I grabbed his face mask and started yanking it, trying to yank it out of his hand. I thought I had it loose, but no, he was pulling me off the stands. I wasn't even budging this guy. <laughs> and then that's kind of like when I just became a fan in general of the NFL, just knowing how big these guys are in person. And I'm like, holy crap, these are like Andre the Giants to me. 
So, I mean, that's when I became a fan. It was it was awesome, but I have a special heart. I don't know who did it, but when he dumped the beer on that Ed McCaffrey's head, <laughs> that was like, I was sold. I was a Chiefs fan, 100%. Worth it. That is awesome. That's uh, and, and I mean, you know, that you guys you guys all shared stories about Arrowhead, and I have, I have great memories of Arrowhead. Uh, every time I've been there, it's just it's just an awesome place to watch football. One of the best stadiums in the NFL. But my earliest moment when I realized that I was going to be a diehard Chiefs fan was uh, was October seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, and that was when the Chiefs played Denver in Mile High, Joe Montana versus John Elway, and it's the first game that I remember everything about i remember the beginning to the end of this game i remember watching it with my dad uh you know we we were screaming he was screaming at the tv throwing things because <laughs> you know every time john elway made a pass or something like that and uh just you know they scored there with like a minute and a half to go and montana had the ball to march down the field with a minute and a half to hit willie davis with a five-yard touchdown and like eight seconds left to play it's it's you know, because time and time again, we've seen John Elway do that. We saw John Elway every time we played the Broncos that he would just they'd give him a little bit of time and you're like, oh, it's over. It was so cool to watch them go into Denver with the one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play and for him to do it to John Elway in, in Denver on Monday Night Football when back then the Chiefs weren't really – they weren't really the household commodity. Them being on Monday Night Football was a big deal. You know, now you know they, they play every primetime game you can find now. But back then it was a big deal. So then for them to do it, for it was the first time my parents let me stay up and watch the entire uh the entire Monday Night football game. And I just loved every minute. We were me and my dad and my mom and my brothers were just jumping up in the living room screaming during the game. And uh it's just it's just something that's always stuck with me. And it's it, it goes down as as still, you know, one of my one of my favorite games to watch i still i'll go on youtube and watch that game sometimes just just relive it because it was awesome and uh i just i loved it and you know john elway can you know piss suck off it. <laughs> suck it suck it yeah thank you so it's kind of funny if you just listen to all our like how we we all started it was all against denver broncos yeah i was thinking the My same thing yeah I was like, holy crap, everyone's Denver Broncos. Like, yeah, mine started like when I was sneaking into the house watching the football games with my mom, but I, that was just me trying to get out of work. And it all started when we played Denver Broncos. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And once again, screw you, John Elway. Uh, yeah. So speaking, speaking of quarterbacks, <laughs> you know, the Chiefs have had several great ones. We're watching we're watching greatness right now with, with in my opinion, the greatest quarterback to do it with Patrick Mahomes. Steve, besides Patrick Mahomes, who was your favorite quarterback in the Chief in, in the Chiefs history? I know there's a lot of good quarterbacks to choose from, but honestly, I've got to go with Alex Smith. What he did for the organization, as well as helping to groom Mahomes into becoming the quarterback that he is today, um, I don't think that he gets enough credit for what he did. You know, he was always a leader on and off the field. It, the, the stats speak for themselves. I mean, like we we didn't always have the best quarterback out there, and I'm not saying that he was the best, but he was definitely my favorite because he got us to start winning games consistently. You know, he he didn't he had 
you know, interceptions. I think he only he never threw double digit interceptions as a chief. Like it was, I think the most he ever threw was like eight in a season. So I'm fine with that because right. we got right. as as many bad ones as we saw throughout the years when it was really bad. Like it, it got very frustrating. So his completion percentage was always up, and I know he always gets you know crap for being a game manager, and but he was winning games, and that's all I cared about. And that's he'll he'll always uh, be one of my favorite Chiefs to ever play. Absolutely. Alex Smith was great. Um, you know, I, I, I love Alex. Jimmy, Jimmy, what do you got? See, my, my favorite one is just somebody I got to watch. You know, it was Trent Green. I don't know. He was only with the with the team, uh, I think, five or six years, something like that. But it was just – he just seemed like he was – he was the a, a good quarterback to come in, and he was he was he led the team in a pretty decent time. I mean, we did suffer a, a horrible loss in two thousand three. I think when we had that was the we went thirteen and three, and then lost in the in the second round of the playoffs because at home. But I mean, besides that, I would, yeah, I, I don't I don't like to bring that up a whole lot. But um, <laughs> he was just he was a, he was a a good leader for the team. He had a a good plethora of players around him tony gonzalez and priest holmes and it was just a good team and he he led that team uh pretty good and he's always been i think he's always welcome in arrowhead as a as a chief so absolutely true yeah i was gonna say both of those are really good oh there we are (laughs) steve we talked about favorite players favorite qbs what about worst quarterbacks in chiefs history i know he's a great guy I know that uh, you. One of my favorite pictures of him is holding your your kid with a goofy ass look on your face with a thumbs up, uh, Mr. Matt Castle. Um, I I I like the pick whenever we initially went for him, and you know it just did not pan out the way that I hoped that it would. And I even tried to defend him in his what is like second season he had, he threw like 27 interceptions. I'm sorry, 27 touchdowns. And he, you know, he was, uh, he made it to the pro bowl that year as a backup, I think. And, uh, it, that was like the highlight of him as a chief. Cause everything was just downhill from there. He didn't complete more than like 58% of his passes, like ever. Like, I don't know. I just really wanted more out of him. And like, we got him from New England, and they New England had an offensive line at the time that could protect him and give him time to throw the ball, and because he's not a mobile quarterback. And when he came to Kansas City, and he, he not being mobile, and we didn't have all the tools to protect him, it was scary to watch most of the time. Now I was gonna say we're both they're both pretty good. Like I I written down Alex Smith because I agreed with Steve 100. percent But I'm not gonna be that person to go ahead and say same as Steve. So I'm gonna try to come up with another one. I'm gonna say Steve Bono. And here's the reason oh why I say Steve Bono. Steve Bono once ran a 76 yard bootleg, and he's the slowest person in the earth. And he ran that untouched. And I mean. You know, I have to say Steve Bono just for that play alone. No, but being being serious, like it used to be my favorite quarterback was Matt Castle at the time. 
because we got to meet Matt Castle. And it was like, this guy's kind of cool. He's a nice guy and all that stuff. Horrible quarterback, but just meeting him, yeah. he was a nice guy. But then when Alex Smith came over, and I was like, you know, I just my favorite quarterback besides Patrick Mahomes would be Alex Smith. Or Steve Bowman. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> you can't you can't really you can't really knock Alex Smith. Uh, you know, I I I I question the 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 Bono pick, but but uh, you know, uh, and, and it's hard because I, I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do exactly what you talked about. I'm gonna ride the fence on this because I I I would either say Alex Smith or Trent Green because because really I never saw Lynn Dawson play. I you mean, didn't? Lynn Dawson won us the Super Bowl. And no, no, I'm not that old. <laughs> and so, so, you know, obviously if I would have, if, if, if he was around in my time, that'd probably be my pick. But as, a, as guys that we have pit, have we've seen, you know, Trent Green, Trent Green, you know, had that 03 season where we just were this really high flying offense. And, uh, you know, Alex Smith had had was very efficient as a quarterback. Like you said, like his worst year was like eight picks. That's that's not bad. Um, but but then but then you also look at you look at guys like you know that that like Matt Castle who may not have had the the opportunities that that Trent Green had didn't have the weapons and things like that. So I don't know. I mean, there's there's some bad ones, but I'd, I'd probably go with Trent Green or Alex Smith or not Steve Ono and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, don't knock the bono so, pick man but, but if but if we if we went away from quarterbacks um and just went with players as a whole and and this can be outside of your time frame of watching just if you watch highlights or even older players before your time steve who was your favorite player of all time and why well as hard as it is to not say steven nelson because he was a terrible corner yes um, i knew it uh, <laughs> My, my my for real answer is uh, probably Jamal Charles because he was that running back that was there f- for like a long time for us. Like we don't see that very often anymore in the NFL, like having that kind of tenure. And that dude tore it up. He had the statistics to to back it up, and he was fun to watch. And yeah, I love Jamal. It was either going to be between him, honestly, and Priest Holmes because I just really enjoy watching Priest play. I used to have his jersey mm-hmm. too, but Jamal, he had a lot of big runs that really, you know, stick out in my mind as a Chiefs fan. So, Steve, real quick. Um, so, do you want us to go back as a running offense or do you like us throwing the ball more? I like where we're at. I like having a running back who can run. But I like also having a running back who can catch and we can use him like multiple ways. Like we can get him on play action because they're scared of our run game or we can just pop him out and throw it to him and he can, you know, Clyde edwards Alaire. I think he's going to have a great career. So I, I, I love this offense compared to like the traditional ground and pound of a, of a traditional running game, but. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, a lot of money uh, for, for 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 a guy who should have been a starter. Uh, Jimmy, yeah. same question. Well, now I have. I'm sorry, I got the same answer because I I hated hated Matt Castle when he played. I don't know. I just I didn't like the way he played. I didn't like his attitude. It, I 
he was the worst quarterback in the history of quarterbacks to me. Uh, I think the greatest time I saw him is, or not saw him, but uh, a jersey when I went to a game, there was somebody had one of his jerseys and I went ahead and uh, adjusted the name on the back and it just said ass. And I thought that was pretty fitting. Uh, so that's, yeah, I'm, I was not a fan awesome. when he was on the team. I just, yeah, no, I'm good. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chad, same thing. You guys do realize that Matt Castle fought um, Todd Haley and um, went out there and played with not coaching and went down and scored and just kind of had a you know beef with Todd Haley. Maybe it was the coaching that you know was holding you know Who Matt Castle back. Didn't have beef with Todd Haley. This is true. What? <laughs> it's true. I yeah. didn't, but he has yeah. a beef with me with that restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> You tell one guy that you have a poster of him above your bed and you stare at him every night. Next thing you know, he says, that's creepy and walks away. I might have said a little bit more, but next thing you know, I got hit with a restraining order. Yeah. Uh, you, Todd Haley? Come on. Uh, if I had to pick the you know Kansas City's worst, worst quarterback, it would have to be, hands down, Brory Coral. I mean, 0-10 and 10 record with the Chiefs. I'm out. That's it. I mean, Brody Coral. Yeah. Yeah, Brody had it rough. Especially with um, him being yeah. touted as the I, and, future and, 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 of the quarterback you know, in Kansas City. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, you, you all are right. Matt Castle was bad and highly overpaid. Holy hell! And oh, yes. uh, you know, Brody Coyle was drafted. He was a third round pick. He was touted as like the guy that was supposed to be Trent Green's replacement, and it never really happened. Didn't win any games. I get it. But the teams that those two played on. None of those teams were going to go to the Super Bowl regardless. They just didn't have the talent, especially that 2000, like 2009, 2000, or 2008 team that Brody Coyle quarterback. They just weren't. They just weren't going to. Uh, you know, they weren't. They weren't going to go anywhere, anyways. I mean, unless they had like Patrick Mahomes or something like that. The, the, you know, Brody Coyle and Matt Castle weren't going to be the issue, or weren't 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 going to be the reason that they lost. The quarterback that is my least favorite, and Chad's going to hate this. Steve Bono. Uh. <laughs> it's because that what? nine, that nine, that ninety-five Chiefs team with that ninety-five Chiefs defense led by Derek Thomas and Neil Smith oh. and Dale Carter, all those guys, and they had they had you know Willie Davis and they had all the all the offensive weapons too, Marcus Allen, all these guys. Those guys were predicted to win the Super Bowl. Steve Bono had three picks and got pulled from the game. You know who put them in position to score that game game tying field goal? Rich Gannon did, not Steve Bono. Oh. So Steve Bono is my least favorite quarterback. Chad, what do you have? Rebuttal. Rebuttal. Oh Lord, <laughs> I'm gonna Get go ready. ahead. I'm I, I am going to go ahead and say this. You say a lot of names really quick, but I heard Neil Smith. You know who you played for, <laughs> Denver Broncos. Um, you said Steve Bono that you hated him. Um, has Patrick Mahomes ran 76 yards on a bootleg to score a touchdown <laughs> untouched on Steve? And he, no, he has not. So come at me with that. Steve Bono for president. 2024. <laughs> Cost us a Super Bowl. Uh, Freeland Elliott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he no, sucks I'm too. I, he was not a very big quarterback. No, he, he was wasn't. not. Uh, 
Well, you can tell by who replaced him too. Elvis, they signed Elvis Gerback to replace him. So he went. Oh that my good. gosh! No, oh. that he still drives me nuts about <laughs> Elvis Gerback and Rich Gannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Fun fact about yeah, Elvis so, Gerback. You know, did you and, know that he so was? Those guys were unpopular players, but we we didn't like them. So. Sorry. Apparently, this is really delayed. So I apologize. I'm trying to say, did you know that Elvis Gerbach was featured as People's Sexiest Athlete in 1998? He was. Elvis, Ger- Elvis Gerbach was a sexiest athlete in 98? According yeah. to people. That's horrible. And I remember somebody, somebody asked if it was the Braille edition. It could have been bad. <laughs> oh, your dad. <laughs> uh. Good deal. So, so Steve, kicking it, kick it back to you. Um, who was your most, the favorite player that was probably unpopular among, like, like you liked him or you, 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 not too many people talked about him, but you really thought he was good and thought he could do more or, or was undervalued as a Chiefs player. Steve this Nelson. is going <laughs> to, besides Steve Nelson, again, this answer might surprise again. all of you. <laughs> Compare uh, just based on things that I've said on this very podcast about him, um, he's only grown on me in the past couple seasons, and that would be Mr. Eric Fisher. Um, he became like one of the best linemen that we had. We won when he was playing, and I will never forget him for the stone cold uh, beer chug in the end zone. Because I think that's when I immediately just like wanted Absolutely. to go hug the man. <laughs> that was a classic. Chad, what do you have? So you just said Eric Fisher, which which is really surprising for me because I didn't see that coming. So I have something for you, Steve. Just because you said Eric Fisher. The Kansas City Chiefs select Eric Fisher. That's for Eric Fisher. Sorry you're gone, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated that man. I hated him with a passion. Like I'm really glad that I didn't. Rec- <laughs> like I'm really glad that I didn't record anything that I had said the night of of the playoffs. We're not even going to go into that. But I absolutely despised him. But he definitely grew into a, a great player, and I'll miss him. Miss you, fish. I agree with you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Pull, pull one out for Eric Fisher. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, same question. All right. So a player, it might be a surprise to everybody because some people might not even remember him. He was a special teams player. He was a return man mostly, but he also was a receiver. Tameric Vanover. Tameric Vanover. That's Ooh, the one. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he had a, a short – Short amount of time, but he See, that's was how I know you're my brother. I knew you were going to say that. I knew returner. you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but he would, you know, he was just so good at 
return. I mean, he was his stats for receiving were not that good. I mean, got thirty nine passes for five hundred sixty four yards, rushed for eighty eight yards total, and but he did return one hundred eighty one punts for nine hundred nineteen hundred and thirty yards, including a overtime touchdown punt return touchdown. It's the first punt return touchdown in NFL history uh, to end the game. So. You know, he was he was just somebody that if he wouldn't have ran into so many problems off field, he probably would have had a more stellar career or career, but he had some uh some massive issues going off going on off field, so Yeah. He did. He stole some cars and helped uh, run a marijuana trafficking ring. <laughs> well, you know, along with some <laughs> a little bit of a tra- uh, human trafficking as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. With more, he was more good recently, in he was a you know, return man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was also uh, reindicted on the same charges in uh, last year, so he's got nothing to look forward awesome. to right oh. now. <laughs> that I'm would sure definitely be uh, unpopular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he will. Yep. <laughs> we still have one fan out there, Tameric. Yeah, uh, there he is, Jimmy <laughs> Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Chad, same question. You know, both of them were great answers. I haven't even heard of whoever Jimmy just said. I don't even know who he said because it glitched <laughs> out on me. But no. I, I have to go look this guy up now because I'm curious. But my unpopular player that I picked is someone that I truly loved as a player when he came to Kansas City was Dexter McCluster. I I love the guy because he had the speed, um, but we just couldn't use him. And the problem is, like, I would put him up there. I don't know if he's faster than Tyreek Hill. I don't think so. But the problem is with Dexter McCluster, he was fast, but every time they would he would get touched, he'd go flying. He was so lightweighted. So I loved um, Dexter McCluster. I was a, I was a sad to say or you know uh, see him go, but. He was my unpopular player. Um, Steve, do you have anything to add to that? Well, my wife would because she absolutely loved Dexter McCluster too. And she even has a McCluster jersey. I swear to God, it's in the other room. She still has it and talks about him all the time. So you're not alone, bro. I I was going to say, because when he came to Tennessee and when I moved here, I had a chance to go down to Tennessee practice fields and go watch him. And I was going to go, I have a Dexter McCluster jersey, and which I don't buy jerseys anymore because here's the thing. Every jersey I buy, that player either gets one, gets injured, or they get cut the next year. Or, so yeah, I, I have the same problem. So I'm thinking about Brian, uh, buying a Tom Brady um, jersey for um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa <laughs> Bay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then he's going to blow out his kneecap probably. <laughs> More importantly, you Hopefully. will never own yes. a Patrick Mahomes jersey. No. I, yes, I told no. myself next jersey <laughs> I buy is going to be, be someone that's retired or gone. But I was going to go down to the Tennessee practice field and try to talk to Dexter McCluster, but – I, I chickened out because I didn't know what to say. It's like, hey, you're really great and fast, but you kind of suck as a football player. Oh, and a side note to it, watching, you know, Tennessee playing, and next thing you know it, I, I 
started watching a game a couple of years ago, and then all of a sudden I see number 22 run in with this Tootsie Roll coming out of the back of his head. I'm like, holy <laughs> crap, Dexter McCluster got huge. And I'm thinking, like, holy crap, <laughs> this is like, God, Derek we, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I, my mind was blown. Like this guy Dexter is Cluster would have to be in the weight room for that. <laughs> Dude, I oh thought that gosh. guy was doing something different, like taking some kind of pills. And then I read the last. I'm like, who's Henry? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the Barry Bonds diet right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, his head got huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little uh, little little side note on. So my thoughts on Dexter McCluster, just briefly. I felt like at that gadget position, we got better each time we got somebody. Because DeAnthony Thomas was to me was better than Dexter McCluster, and then Tyree Kill was better than all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we did we, we did get we better. We were slowly position. building up. Yeah, but I did. I wanted when we drafted Iowa's Dexter McCluster. So fast. That, that, that draft class was crazy because I wanted Eric Berry and we took Eric Berry and I wanted Dexter McCluster. And they took Eric Be- or Dexter McCluster, and that's never happened. So. <laughs> Jim, what do we got? Well, I was going to tell you that whole draft class when I was stationed at Fort Riley came to Fort Riley and I got all their autographs. I got to meet Dexter McCluster. Uh, oh gosh, who else was there? Tony Moiaki. I got all oh. there. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> old school right there. <laughs> I got to meet all of them. I got all their signatures and hang out with them for a little while. Dexter McCluster is short. Yeah. Uh, who else? <laughs> Javier Javier Arenas was surprisingly short as well. Like, I mean, Javier I'm, not, I'm five nine, and he was yes, yes. Are you are oh, you talking about God. height? Or are you talking like in the bed? Height. Jack okay. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's really funny when when I was working at Spirit Aero Systems, they had a fundraiser for something, and I was like, hey, I'm leaving. They said, hey, you can't leave because it's mandatory overtime. I'm like, no, I'm leaving. Here, I got PTO. And my partner, you know, he's a little, you know, kind of a, he was a female. I'll just say that. He's a little girl. He's all, you're going to leave me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, yeah, I got to go get some autographs because I was going to go meet Dexter McCluster. <laughs> he's supposed to be there. Well, guess what? Dexter McCluster couldn't make it due to weather. And the person who took his spot was Neil Smith. And I'm thinking, like, you got to be kidding me. The oh. trader that went to Denver Broncos, I get to meet Neil Smith. <laughs> so I went ahead and bought two. You had to buy the autographs in the head. And I was like, man, I'm going to buy two autographs. And I, I even told him, I was like, hey, so you took Dexter McCluster's spot. I'm like, I wish he was here instead of you because you went to Denver, blah, blah, blah. And then I gave him crap. <laughs> this guy, Neil Smith is a big dude. So this yeah. guy, <laughs> he literally signs my one car that I bought, you know, like, I was like, okay, get get this sign. And then I hand him another one. He goes, what's that? I'm like, oh, I bought two autographs from you. And he goes, no, sorry, it ain't happening. He wouldn't sign it for me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was well, so mad. Told him he's... <laughs> well, yeah, he was a traitor. I told him he was a traitor. And I was yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign your stuff either. I probably would have shoved that Sharpie right in your ear or something. <laughs> <laughs> You stick a lot of things in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell. Uh, <laughs> God dang it. God dang it. <laughs> We're off the rails now. Uh, uh, my edit job's going to be pretty hard tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See what you got. <laughs> I was just going to throw out, do you guys remember that time? 
Well, I don't remember. I think Chad was there too, but it was, I know Sean was there when we went to the draft party uh, and we saw Neil Smith and then we saw him as we were leaving in his Mercedes and we're like hanging out the window like, hey, and he just kind of gave us like a, like a shook his head, like, oh my God, he just like took off and we're like, that was Neil Smith. When we interviewed uh, Darian Thomas, we were hoping that he was going to bring on uh, uh, Neil, and we were going to tell him that story about how we stalked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, not to creep you really out or anything. Nobody gets on there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was that was good. Was but good uh, I'll go. I'll go ahead. And th- I'll go ahead and throw out my uh, my unpopular favorite player, and that's Dwayne Bow. Um, you know, Dwayne Bow from. <laughs> You know, for most of his career, had a thousand yards every every year. In all honesty, and, and people 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 bag on Dwayne Bow. We make jokes about Dwayne Bow on the show, and but really, he put Matt Castle in the Pro Bowl. As much as we hate Matt Castle, Matt Castle can always say he's a Pro Bowl quarterback because of Dwayne Bow. And so, you know, he led the league in 2010 in touchdowns with 15. Uh, you know, he had he had a thousand yards. You know. I mean, he had some he had some down years when Alex Smith got in there, but I think the offense changed when Alex Smith got there. The offense was you know, there was a new guy, Travis Kelsey was there. That was the focus. You know, we, we were we were doing screen passes to Jamal, uh, things like that. You know, we had that one year in, in 2014 where we didn't even throw a touchdown to a receiver. So to me, Dwayne Bowe's production went down as our offense changed, but he was always you know, a number one guy, and he was always a focal point in the offense. You know, I think, I think, you know, Dwayne Bow, Dwayne Bow did some silly stuff during his time there and with the Chiefs, but he, but really he, was, he was a productive receiver, and, and I always liked him. Yeah. <laughs> and Sonic. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna keep my comments to myself because Dwayne Bow was <laughs> he was he was great when the, when there's 15 people guarding him, but he was not great when he was wide open. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. Right, he had he had the drops, you know, and and that was he it. Could but, his butthole. but <laughs> <laughs> I seen it. <laughs> Not so much with his hands, but with his butt cheeks or something else, he could probably catch it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, no, I think I think you know he was, and and I feel like he's not going to get you know, and especially with the way. Our offenses today, how high flying it is. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, you know, all, Sammy Watkins, Travis, all these guys. Dwayne Bow is not going to be remembered very much as history goes on with the Chiefs because of that. So, but I remember you, Dwayne. I remember you getting pulled over going to Sonic being high. And <laughs> <laughs> was it me? But, but uh, <laughs> But I, yeah, he was he was a good receiver. Um, Steve, what player do you think like were you the most upset to see leave this team? Whether it was like a release or a trade or whatever, what player did you hate seeing leave this team? I think it might have to be Derek Johnson. Like that that one hurt. Like he was the heart and soul of the defense there for a long time. And then when he was getting up there, and I, yeah, that I, I miss him. I miss DJ. He was a he was a great player, and he's one of the Chiefs that you know sticks out in my mind as as 
being one of the best that we had on and off the field. He was a good dude. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. DJ was great. I, I do like a, I do like a good DJ. I really do. Um, <laughs> Derek Johnson. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? but Jimmy was giving me the finger saying, hey, <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, no, Derek, Derek Johnson, like, I, I I know I picked um, Jared Allen for my favorite player, and Derek Johnson right. is almost one of my favorite player, just because how great he was. And I was so sad when he left because, like, I was really hoping. I mean, he was up there in age, and I was really hoping that Derek Johnson would come back, maybe as a linebacker coach or something for Kansas City. Uh, that's what that that was just my hopes and dreams. But you know, the person that I I'm upset that got cut short, what you were asking. Would probably have to be my favorite player, and it'd be Jared Allen. I mean, I hated to see him go. I understand the reason why because they they try to make him. I, I can't remember. They try to make him a linebacker instead. We went from a you know four three to a three four or whatever, or vice yeah. versa. And he was better when his hands were in the dirt. And they wanted to put him as a linebacker where he can go guard a pass, and that's not what he was about. And so, like, they had to get rid of him. I understand that aspect, but I feel like. That was a heartbreaking decision for me. I mean, I mean, he has a mullet, and every time he got a sack, he got that little hash mark <laughs> on the side of the head. That, I mean, why, why in the world would you want that to go away from your team? So that was my heartbreaking, you know, person that I didn't want to see go. So, absolutely, yeah. Jared Allen was great. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got? Uh, I would have to go with, and I. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think about this one at all. And it wasn't even really like a cut. It was more like his, his career was just done. And that was uh Christian Okoye. Mm. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he only played with on our team for, what was it? Yeah. 87 and 92. So, oh, but right. he was just, yeah. he was good. To, he was good to watch because I'm such a, uh, I love defense so much. It was good to watch him run the ball because he was that bruising back that would just lay down the law with people. You try to right. stop him, he'd just run you over. And I love that about him, but right. I only got to. Yeah. What are you laughing at, Chad? I was just sitting there thinking, like, I met, I met Christian Nicoria before. And <laughs> I, I would tell you the conversation, but, but I couldn't understand one word out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's actually, shout out, shout out Sean Dixon for getting me Christian McCoy's autograph since I couldn't be at Menards that day. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> but, hey, Steve, I have a confession for you. Sean dragged me to Menards to meet Christian McCoy to get his autograph, and you got the autograph that I was supposed to keep. Sean has his other autograph. I do. I have two of them. <laughs> well, I need one. <laughs> I gave mine to you to give to Steve. not thought of in this conversation? Because you're in this ginger. I'm ginger. Well, this is true. That's because the, the whole 2010 draft class came to meet you, Jimmy, so eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't the and only I, one there. You already met him. I'm like 25. So I guess uh, I'll give I'll give my player. Uh, you know, my uh, mine would probably be Neil Smith. I mean, honestly – that that early nineties pass rush with Derek Thomas and Neil Smith, they were just it was like peanut butter and jelly to use a horrible analogy. <laughs> That's a delicious analogy. But like they were just Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and they were they were, you know, 
just just they work so well together. You couldn't you couldn't double team both of them. So you know, one year Derek Thomas would lead the team in sacks. One year Neil Smith would lead the team in sacks. Either way, one of them was going to eat, and it was you know, to me it was. Uh, I don't know, and I haven't looked at like how Derek Thomas's numbers went after Neil Smith left. I don't think they really suffered that much. The guy was a beast regardless, but it was just hard to see him that next year no, when- in a Denver uniform. And then it hurt even worse to see Neil Smith win two Super Bowls with the Broncos. Like, that's just, I mean, it's freaking blasphemy. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, so that that's mine. That one hurts all the time. Every time I even hear about Neil Smith, I always think about how great things were with the Chiefs, but then always creeps in my head, he went and won, a, won two Super Bowls with the Broncos. So that, that one was hard to swallow. Um, Chad, what do you got? No, I was, I was going to say on um, Neil Smith, I thought it was really cool when we were talking to Darian Thomas where he told us a story about how Neil Smith changed his way when he was playing for Kansas City, changed his way when he was looking at the snap. He didn't look at the ball. He looked at um, Derek Thomas. When Derek Thomas started moving, that's when Neil Smith would go off his you know stance. I thought that was like a really cool story since you just brought it up. I just kind of was thinking like Peter butter jelly time. Um, Jelly was looking at peanut butter, waiting for him to move, and Jelly was just—he just—he just jumped too. And they—they they came together in the backfield, <laughs> sandwiched in the quarterback. It was—it was—it was, it was, was really analogy ever. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I'm not gonna yeah, it, my analogy. It, it was bad when I said it, and you guys made it worse. <laughs> We were trying to build on your on your uh, analogy there, Sean. <laughs> trying to look less stupid. It didn't work at all. No, uh, Steve. Well, I'll kick it. I'll kick it back to you. Uh, this, I mean, obviously, we loved the Super Bowl and the win, and you know that's not going that's not going to be topped for a long time. Obviously, other than the Super Bowl, what was your favorite memory as a Chiefs fan? December twenty seventh, two thousand and fifteen. Chiefs versus Browns, which most people would be like, what? Why? Um, That's the game that I I referenced last time that I got to be on the field. Like I got to go during pregame warmups. I got to come Mm -hmm. out of the tunnel. I got to go whenever they were warming up. I got to hold the arrowhead flag during the national anthem and the player announcements or the uh, introductions and went before someone went and screwed it all up for everybody else. In the NFL, they still had flames on the field before, was it like Buffalo or somebody set some speaker on fire? But, like, you could feel the heat from the flames. You know, that's when Dwayne Bowe was standing 10 feet from me. And that's when – and they had a flyover on that game too. And just being able to be out there on that field during that was one of the moments in my life that I'll never forget. And we clinched a playoff berth in that game too. So that was cool too. Johnny Manziel did not. He he ran a lot, but he was a piece, piece of garbage. <laughs> Johnny football. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that is a cool story. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got? <laughs> I got October 4th, 1998. <laughs> it's not. October 4th, 1998, the rain delay game against the Seattle Seahawks. 
Mm. With that iconic photo of Derek Thomas sitting on the field Absolutely. and just all that rain coming through the stands and they're still trying to play. It was just one of the games I, I can I, I pull up on YouTube every now and then try to watch as much as I can because it's just I loved watching that game. That game was amazing. Absolutely. Let me, let me add on that because uh, I had to uh, I remember that game because our power went out because it was pouring in Kansas too. And uh, our power went out. We had to, li- me and my dad listened to that game on the radio. He-, he had a radio with batteries and we listened to the game in the dark, that game. just, just and, and, and then they re- rain delayed and they had horrible commentary because they were trying to kill time. <laughs> and it was, it was just, uh, but, it, but it was that picture. I remember, you know, I had that, that was the picture they used when Derek Thomas passed. They used that picture on the front of the Wichita Eagle. And uh, that was an uh, uh, awesome game, and the Chiefs did win, so that was cool. Chad, what do you have? You know, honestly, I won't say anything about this game because um, I'm going to save it to when we talk about Marty Schottheimer because he was around then, and I have some cool stories about that game. Um, so I'm going to go ahead to my favorite memories. Um, honestly, it would have to go, I would have to break it down between – Sometimes going to the games with just going to the games with friends is always fun. I actually been to a Arrowhead game with all of you guys, not all of you guys together. I've been with Sean, I've been with Steve and Sean. I've been with Sean and Jimmy. Um, I remember Jimmy coming back from um, Iraq or Iran over Middle East, you know, Taliban's whatever fighting the wars. <laughs> Thank you for your service, that was Jimmy. Iraq. And, Thank you, Iraq. Um, but I remember, you know watching um we went on military appreciation day and that was an awesome moment to share with you you know they celebrate military and when they sit there and said hey everyone you know uh stand up if you're in the military and you stood up and everyone stood her up and we gave you a big applause that was a great time but i mean i've been to games where people are worth picking fights dumping beer on people's head that was great but my favorite time was probably when i was acting like a baller and I bought, you know, all three three rows back from the end zone. I bought all the tickets in that row. And we went there. It was preseason game. We went there and tailgated. Um, my grand, I brought, you know, I told everyone I'd pay these tickets. Don't have to pay me back. Um, it was a great time. We took our shirts off. Um, it was a funny thing is because you guys sat in the middle. I believe it was Sean and Steve. And he kept ordering beers, and my grandma and my grandpa, happy birthday, grandpa again, they were passing the beers, and they're, they're hardcore Baptists, so they don't drink. So they're, like, holding the beers with the two fingertips, handing it to you guys. And I tried to get on the field that um, that game, and um, my brother pulled me back, and the bouncer was like, oh, you went on the field? And he stepped aside, like, make my day. Do it. Please do it. And then I chickened out because he's a lot bigger than me. But that was my favorite time because the tailgating – when we were tailgating, I don't know if you remember this, Steve, but I put you on your butt. I remember. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. <laughs> there's some there's some sourness in that answer there. <laughs> because there was, say there was terrible coverage. I got tripped. I got tripped and I shattered my elbow. I remember. All I gotta say oh, is that's when you broke hey. your arm. <laughs> All I got to say is this, is every time when, you know, it was just me, Sean, and Steve, and we were playing football, Sean and Steve would get together and be like, all right, let's do our special chair play. Let's do our chair play. Come on. <laughs> you know, you cut in. And then I put 
faker than you go out. It, it's on. It's undefendable. They do the chair play. And so I'm like, yeah, f- yo, I almost dropped that. Bomb. I'm like, yeah, do your chair play. And so, <laughs> unfortunately, Steve was uh, the wide receiver during this chair play. And so, I, and I uh, beat you I, I and say- you tripped me. <laughs> I, no, I undercut you. We were we were together. You you, 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 not not me. you shouldn't jump for the ball. Yeah, agree to disagree. You should apologize oh, for Deshaun because you Do almost you got blood on his jersey. To the floor. Give me beer. You drank. Do you remember what I said? <laughs> I said, "Give me a fucking beer. beer right now," and I slammed <laughs> two like right there. And I drank so much oh. that I, because I was trying to make my elbow go numb. That's why your grandparents You're were welcome. handing beers because I just got annihilated. I was going to say that the, the tickets only cost me three dollars a seat. We got kicked out of the game oh. against Jacksonville. Yeah, he yeah, got kicked we out were of the there. Game. Jimmy and I were there. You guys were, you guys were there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We were the there. end zone that he well, was well, going son, to. I just said it. Yeah, the end zone he was going to, we were sitting like that end zone club level when he got thrown out. It was pretty sweet to watch. And then I looked at how much time was left on the clock, and I was like, oh, we might have just pissed this game away. You know, it's funny looking at, like, Arrowhead Stadium, and I sit there and say – I almost set almost every section. Not, like, every every section, but I set in the nosebleeds. I set in the club level. I set down low. And I I would have to say my favorite section to sit is – is it in the 300 section, probably mid midfield, or that's probably my favorite section, just because you get to see the whole field. You see things happening yeah. that you don't see when you're down close. So, like, uh, buying the tickets down low is not worth it to me. I love – I'd rather be up there where the party people are, people getting in fights because they can't afford to go <laughs> down there. But, you know, these are the, the visitors and they're getting their butts beat by Kansas City's fans or beer dumped on their head. That's probably my favorite section to sit as in the 300 section. Well, so so I think uh, – and, and and we're going to get ready to wrap this part up of it, but I did want to touch on the game, on the salute to service game that you and Jimmy went to, Steve. I remember talking to you and – I was you hopeful that you were going to reach out to me, and then you sent me a yeah. text. Of, you, were sit, <laughs> you, you sent me a text of you and Jimmy sitting there, and I was like, "What the hell?" And then you said, "Well, it's salute the service game," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll shut up." No, it was good, well deserved for Jimmy. I, I, I was happy to see you guys there, and that was that was a cool game. Watch it, that Travis Kelsey moment. That 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 should be one of our my favorite moments because he just he just took us down through like it was like a reflex. Yeah. <laughs> And it that wasn't like a like a blowout game. It was close. Yeah. And and he got tossed and we're like, uh at the time I was like, oh crap. But now it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so but it was also but, during uh, that phase so that, that of Marcus Peters like our, was punting the ball out of the out of the off the field every time he got a pick or something. So he, he did, did that, that too, games. that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Carry on. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Marcus Peters. That's jeez, uh, but we could do another. We'll I'm do another show it. about him. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. but, so, that, but that so so that's kind of for our the, it for our memory section of like fandom and stuff like that. But but we did want to touch on some of the current stuff going on. Obviously, the Chiefs uh, this week cut cut both Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Um, it's kind of a bold move. I didn't. Th- I thought we'd lose mm. one. I didn't think we'd lose both. Um, so it was, it was kind of, I said we would kind of tough to see. 
Yes, uh, you did. Chad called it. You did. And nobody yeah. listens to Chad. So, uh, fortunately, you know, apparently somebody does. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> but Beach You're did. You're welcome, Casey. <laughs> yeah. The ball's on Brett you know, Beach. Though. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. When I, when I thought of it, when I was sitting there saying it, like those injuries, it's just hard for to come back from. The one, the person that I was uh, upset to see to go right after our podcast was the sausage, and you know, and just the sausage is on. I had to play this one last time. So, so we had to play a little sausage party for everyone. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't like a good old sausage? Marching again. First and ten at the charge at 36. Mahomes corner pattern. Left and it's caught over the shoulder. The sausage has it. Ten, five, touchdown. Kansas City. A wheel route to the sausage. The longest play by far of the sausage's career. 36 yards. It's sausages for everybody in the sweet nectar of the end zone. On the last drive. Sausages oh, for everybody. That's, that's, for that's for you, Sherman. Fight the law. Don't get shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that was another big, big move by the Chiefs. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think I don't think it's impactful. Uh, the fullback position is kind of a weird position in the league uh, here lately. A lot of teams use like a backup tight end. But Sherman did make his mark with this organization, so he will be missed. Steve, Steve, what, what do you think? How? how what did you feel when you heard when you saw the the news that uh, Fisher and Swartz were getting cut? Oh shit! Chad was right. So, uh, what's your favorite memory? I, I think I, I don't I I don't I don't know. I like all, every game I've been to has been a fun time. Me and Jimmy went to a game, and it was the the second coldest game in Arrowhead history. And uh, we we walked we walked out of the game after after time with the pin. Tyler Tyler Thigpen throws a, a, a falls down on fourth and one to end the game. That's how it is. He fell down. Yeah. We go to leave the we leave the stadium and we walked out of the wrong end of the stadium. Yeah, the wrong end of the stadium. It's already negative twenty degrees out, and we walk on the opposite side. And we walk like thirty to forty rows of cars out, and then everybody looks around. and We're like, oh shit! Oh, we're on the wrong side of the stadium. And we couldn't cut through the stadium because they closed it. So we had to go all the way around. I, I had we never been. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. I feel my toes. I, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I took a I took my, uh, I took my son Gavin when he was four. Him and my dad to a game. They lost that one too. I only paid. I paid five bucks a ticket. Paid thirty five bucks to park. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, they lost to the Browns. Uh, but it was cool to have that moment with my dad and my son at a Chiefs game. Uh, it, it was really cool. I, I, you know, taking my kids to the games have always been a blast. Um, but and 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 maybe my favorite. I don't. I don't have a favorite. I'm just rambling. But uh, <laughs> maybe my favorite is meeting Darian Thomas. Like when when we met Darian Thomas uh, in the Hall of Fame there section with all the the statues uh, in front of his dad's statue. Um, it was kind of cool. Cause like, I looked at the statue and I looked at him, I did like a back and forth and I was like, Holy hell, I think that's Derek Thomas's son. And he came over and introduced himself. I didn't do the weird fan thing that I did with Eric Berry. And, and, and uh, he came, he came up to us and introduced, introduced himself to, and had, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't make him hold any babies or anything like that. <laughs> you know, and uh so but he was really he was really cool and and since then because of the circumstance where my phone was dead and he had to send send me the picture that we took with him. I had his phone number ever since, and that's how it led to him coming on the show. So <laughs> a little bit of stalker in action. Yeah, really there, creepy, but... <laughs> really creepy. We bit. But it worked out. And uh, so that, that that probably ranks up there with my favorite. Steve, you got something to say? Well, I was just going to throw out the fact that uh, Chad had mentioned Jimmy being at a salute to service game. I also got to take my brother to a salute to service game. I won tickets through uh, Chiefs Kingdom Rewards. And we had club level seats, and that was my first and only time I've ever been club level. It was pretty nice, but uh, that's yeah, the first and only time I've been below the third deck of a game. It was pretty neat. Oh, hey, now that's my mom too. You know, Steve, you remember what game that was? <laughs> Don't yeah, me. I do. I do remember the game that it was. Do you know why? Because it's the one that Travis Kelsey got in trouble for throwing his towel as a flag. <laughs> and I wish he wasn't because, like, I, I'm immediately concerned Damn. about. Yeah, I was really hope. I was. I was I'm, really I'm immediately concerned about the the well-being of our quarterback that we're paying so much money that all of a sudden we lost two huge pieces of our offensive line. Oh my God, Brett Veach, you better do something quickly to make me feel better about this. Did you yeah. see the tweet yeah, war or whatever from some person saying that, and saying that, you know, it's official Patrick Mahomes greed is going to end his career. I mean, he deserves the money, but 50 million a year is going to make it where you can't have two pro bowls, top five tackles, assuming he knew that when he signed it. And then Swartz kind of defended them. I was like, I, I was upset because when I read it, I thought Swartz tweeted it out. But no, then Swartz came back and said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> he deserves it. You know, he even tried to, right. you know, say, hey, don't give me so much up front so we keep people coming back. Jimmy, what you were saying? Oh, this I was just saying, they already went to the table and do, uh, they're restructuring a little bit of Patrick's contract to get more money for the cap. So, and he's willing to do that. So I think that's going to help in signing new offensive linemen, which is what he needs uh, really bad. Uh, well, absolutely. We got and, one. And, and leading into that, well, yeah. right, right. Leading into that, you know, Joe, Joe Tooney uh, signed the, the all pro guard from the Patriots. That's an $80 million contract. This is the same, this is the same guy that was able to re-sign Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones with one hundred and seventy six dollars a salary cap yep. last year. He couldn't even buy a PS three, and <laughs> he was able to resign all these guys. So if they really wanted Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher to be a part of the future of this team, it would have happened. This is all planned. I was not worried. Yeah. I was upset because I like the guys. I think they. I think they all have. You know. You know. They all made their impact on this team, and we. You know. We grew to love those guys as linemen. But this is part of the plan. I wasn't worried. Uh, Joe Tooney's going to come in. He's going to be a force. You're not going to see, you know, uh, defensive tackles for the Buccaneers bull rushing Patrick Mahomes with that guy in the middle clogging up the hole. Um, you know, and and I know they'll bring in they'll bring in the right tackles too. Like I said, they're gonna they're they're gonna meet with uh, Kyle Long. He's going to come out of or, or he's coming out of retirement this year. He's got an interview today with the Raiders. 
which I didn't hear him getting signed. The next interview he's got is with the Chiefs. Chiefs bring him in. That's that'd be another force on that offensive line. Um, Brett Feach knows what he's doing. Chad, do you have any additional thoughts? No, my th- my thoughts is you're right. Um, you can move money around if and any of the people that they've been releasing wanted to uh, wanted to keep them. They could have. I Anthony Sherman said, "Hey, I'll take a pay cut to stay because I love this team. I'm not ready to go," but he's gone. So I mean. You just have to put your tr- your faith in the you know Veach you know to let him do his magic and hopefully we get the offensive line. Um, unfortunately, my one of my favorite players is gone. The sausage, you know, like I said, I love sausage. So, um, yeah, I just, you do. It's just, it's just, so does his mom. <laughs> oh, leave her out of this. But it, it, it is it is what it is. It, like I was talking to Sean earlier um, this week and. It, it is a business and you have to do what's best for the team. I mean, just, just with the, with the whole offensive line thing, you know, I'm looking forward to see who we sign. And I'm also looking forward to hear from uh, Dr. Tardif to see if he's going to come back uh, this year or still going to stay out for the COVID-19 stuff. Um, we all know my feelings on that, but you know, it is what it is. Uh And he's got to do stuff up there in Canada that he's doing the good, the good work he's doing up there. But, uh, I'm just hey. um, waiting to see what happens with this offensive line. And go fight COVID. Back, no thank you. Let's win a Super Bowl, you said. I did say no that. Thanks. Let's win a Super Bowl. No <laughs> <laughs> All right, good hey, job, I'm Doctor. Just you keep doing here. your thing. <laughs> just being truthful here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Steve, what do you got? Oh, I was going to tell a time traveling joke, but you guys didn't like it, so I won't. We didn't hear it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's okay. This I said I was going to tell fun. a time traveling joke, <laughs> but you guys didn't like it, so I won't tell it. Oh, oh we just didn't get the joke. joke. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What's that time cool. joke? One we didn't get. <laughs> well, uh, okay. on that note, it's implying that <laughs> I was we'll in, probably close out the show. Through time, told a joke, and then you didn't get it, so I didn't tell it. We didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Just roll, roll them, roll that beautiful bean footage <laughs> for, for Chad, Steve, and Jimmy. I'm Sean, and this has been the Kingdom Rewind. Later, Chiefs. Holy hell! To the Chiefs' kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!